0: W media Do <laughs> That was excellently, perfectly executed, Steven. Nailed it. Great job. You stuck the
1: landing. I'm so proud of you. How are you? Can be real with you? I started listening to some past episodes, and I mess it up a lot.
0: Oh, all the time. It's (laughs) typically, it's just Guilty Feet ain't got no
1: rhythm. Like, that's like your state of being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Up top, like this podcast, share this podcast. This is the Nonprofits, episode 24. Beep, 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 beep. Like it and share, bitches. Don't be a whore
0: and stingy with your likes and your sharing, okay? We give, so give back. Give you
1: it un- back. You get unlimited likes. Just go like it. Stop being stupid. Stupid. You can say it. We can call people stupid. Well, not the people that are sharing it.
0: They're, no, they're, they're freaking geniuses. <laughs> what? They're solving problems,
1: right? Solving problems. Sharing likes. This is great information that everybody needs to hear. Yeah. We've been out here... Uh, shining light on different work that nonprofits are doing, different social issues that they're alleviating. And we've been loving every second of it.
0: I know. Today we're talking about two of my favorite topics, Black women and marijuana. <laughs> literally doesn't get better than that. I am, I am also a fan. I'm also a fan. I made 100% of Black women and weed. That's literally what I'm composed yeah. of. I don't yeah. even have bones.
1: It's just yeah. weed in there. The ratio is always changing, how much of it you are at which time, but, but yes, it is, uh, it is mostly Black women and weed. Uh,
0: Unfortunately, the- right now, I am stone cold, Steve sober. It's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't love it.
1: I've been doing, uh, been doing the thing where I smoke a little bit, write a little bit, and it's really been my muse recently. I've been, been doing, doing a lot of the, the smoky, smoky, righty, righty, thinky, thinky situation. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Um, okay. Is this, is this joke something that would be not okay for me to say on stage? Oh no. Okay.
0: Everyone gird your loins. Stephen's about to be accidentally racist. Yes. Go ahead.
1: Let me hear it. So, so the idea is a person who believed that not the Uyghurs were in concentration camps in China, but white people that were trying too hard to act black? Wiggers. Right, right. So first off, is th- that's, that's not something I'm allowed to say. Is well, it- here's, here's the problem with the word wigger, okay?
0: It says that black people are niggers is, what, is basically what right, that, what what that what I means. Because you, mean. if you're using it to define a white person who, who is appropriating black culture, then that's saying, like, well, I'm going to add this W to replace the
1: N for the normal black niggers. And that right. was going to be... So, you, so, so yeah. That's what so, I, was of. I will say that was my initial thought. When, okay,
0: okay. You're covered in the blood of Jesus now, a little
1: bit. A little, like, on your hands. You, you, thought, I was just like, I don't think they're even allowed to say that. No. Because like, it was also conversion camps. And in my head, it was like, like... They were teaching them to speak like old white English or something like that, like cotillion or something like that. That w- those were quick <laughs> thoughts that went through my head that I was quickly like, "That can't."
0: No, that's that's gonna be a no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it. We're gonna put that. Okay. Yeah. And our guests are in. The, we can, so you guys can't see our guests yet, but I can see their beautiful faces, and trust me, they are perfect. Anyway, they're all they're both nodding, so that's a resounding yeah. Okay. Yes, a resounding, like, hard pass on that. But could, good on you for asking. that. So see, white people? See how easy that was? Hey, I think this might be funny or interesting or poignant. Wait a minute. It could be low-key racist. Let me ask a Black friend. Boom. It's that easy. We are not going to bite your head off. We're not going to fight you, punch you in the mouth. None of those things are going to happen. If you're especially, coming genuinely. Especially with a,
1: in a virtual format. There's especially you.
0: in a virtual format however just so you know steven i hold grudges I'm very good at it these hands are strong i can carry your grudge a long way i could remember a year from now to punch you in the mouth without forgetting sure okay so virtual just for anyone out there watching if you come at me virtually you can get these hands in real life i just unless, need you to know that unless
1: you to yeah. like share the podcast uh, <laughs>
0: Unless you like and share the podcast, actually, even still, if you come at me crazy, I don't give a damn what you like to share. You could send me a gajillion dollars via cash app. I'm still gonna punch you in the face. Thank you. We'll Eat share that. these hands. I will like. You will like, and I will share these hands. Hey! hey, hey, bam, hey. bam! 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 That's called a callback, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, where are you? my week has been pretty cool. I actually traveled. I'm fully vaxxed. It's really? amazing. How
1: uh, how was the travel comedy situation getting back into it?
0: Well, um, Arizona's fucking gross. Let's just put that out there. My, I'm walking into the club, right? And and I was had been standing outside I was completely alone. So I'd had my mask off. And sure. so I'm walking in and just like arbitrarily didn't remember. And I said, oh, you know, my God. And, and took a, the immediate step back out and started getting my, because I have like two masks and a face shield. Like I'm not playing games in these streets, right? Sure. So I'm putting my stuff on. And the guy goes, oh, no. You don't have to put a mask on. And I'm like, well, now I definitely do. You know what I mean? Like, nah, that's like a girl like, oh, no, you don't need a condom. I 100% need one now, yeah. you dirty whore. Like, I definitely need one. You just letting niggas just raw dog all up in that thing? No, no.
1: So, yeah, that was a little um, a little okay. terrifying. So, so, a lot of us are well aware of the negatives of Arizona. The mm-hmm. desert land that they decided that they were going to build a metropolitan area and the- and the uh,
0: overpopulation of scorpions? What?
1: True. And that- No one told me about that. But did you eat a burrito?
0: No, but I did go to this place called Cane's. Okay. And I don't know how much you fuck with a chicken uh, tender or not. I don't know what your chicken tender like lifestyle is. I, I fuck with to- chicken tenders, okay? Let me just be real clear. <laughs> yeah. A chicken tender? What? That's a boneless piece of chicken breast, properly breaded, Deep fried and then get it into my gullet. Now, if you want to significantly step your game up, let that uh, crust be light and airy. Okay, boom. Let there be some sort of sauce with it. Like if there's a sauce situation, and at the spot, Canes, there's some kids doing their MBA, right? And their um, final project was to create this business, a business model, a business, something, whatever, right? Sure. They did. It was Canes, right? They ended up making it in real life. They have a secret sauce. If I ever find out how to make it, I will kill everyone else that knows how. Like,
1: that's how good it is. You know what I mean? We would really hope that you would, somebody else would like and share the recipe for that sauce.
0: Yeah. If anyone is watching and is a fan of canes and knows how to make the sauce, please tell me how to make it and then give me a list of everyone else that knows.
1: Are you talking about for no reason, huh? a barbecue sauce situation, a spicy sauce? No, situation.
0: it's like a, it's, 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 it's better. Okay. Have you ever had Chick fil A sauce? Of course, yeah. Not not any of the sauces, but specifically the Chick-fil-A sauce. Imagine okay. that sauce, but better. It's like an aioli okay. kind of... It's like that.
1: Um, shout out to Cane's, our sponsor for the for the show. Uh, I did shout
0: them out, yeah. Hey, Cane's, give me some fucking money, dog. Yeah. Like, I just shouted y'all out. Or
1: the secret sauce. Or yeah, or the, or the
0: yeah, secret yeah. sauce, and I won't kill anyone. <laughs> oh, wait, I shouldn't
1: wink. Oh, well, damn. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I... I, and then, so you're traveling again. You're going, getting ready to go to Florida. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow morning, driving down to FL. And then when I come back, I'm doing the Idaho Comedy Festival next weekend. And then I'm flying from Idaho to Miami. I have a show out there. Um, we're yeah. starting to travel. We're starting to get back into it, baby. <laughs> and, and these shows were packed in Arizona. It was so great to be on a stage. You know, when you get that, like, cacophony of, like, laughter and applause. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just, like, raucous applause and, like, that. You can't...
1: ah, you can't beat that with a stick, man. I I think I told you, but I went to a show. I didn't realize that it was the close quarters that it was. And it was, like, right before my second backs. And I got in, and I was, like, not going to perform because I just wasn't comfortable with it. But I finally got on stage, and, like, I opened up timidly. And the laughter that I got blew me away because I was just used to doing outdoor shit so I like it all I almost like had recoil from it and I was like oh my god right right this is, like, this is supposed to, it's supposed to yeah. be like that yeah yeah oh comedy's
0: back baby We're comedy's out. back it never left though you know what I mean it never and here's the other thing comics if you haven't gotten to perform yet um, you know, I definitely my heart goes out to you for, for sure. And I'm not being funny when I say that because I know how we're all feeling. It's we're all very antsy. We all need that stage. If you're a, a working comic or a comic that's just out constantly getting on stage, you are suffering. We are you know, it was a painful not and not to be compared with other people suffering. You know, I know that people are suffering significantly more with, you know, food disparagement and all of those kind of things. So I'm not equating that in any way. At the same time, it's a struggle, right, for any entertainer. Um, don't be nervous. I know you're, i me saying that, but I was like, I had a panic attack so bad. Steven, I, the first, my first spot, I thought I was literally having a, a coronary episode. I thought I was going to pass out or, um, before, or as soon as I got to the stage and here's what I did. I talked myself through it in my brain. As I'm doing my jokes, I'm telling myself, okay, you're safe. You're not dying. Yeah. You're safe. You're not dying. And I just kept repeating that. And I just fell back on my material. So my suggestion would be any comics that may be watching, or if you have a friend that's a comic, you want to pass just some advice along from other comics. My advice would be this. Your first couple of sets rely on your old shit. I don't care how old it is, but all that stuff that you know, muscle memory, do those sets. Okay. We'll fall back on your old material. And then, and you'll be like, oh shit, this is just like getting back on a bike. Like it really is. Like it's, it's,
1: That shit comes back so quick. It was fantastic. I had the privilege of doing a lot of outdoor shit here in Brooklyn and was out on, like, stages in September-ish. And I was lucky that everybody was so weird and awkward just from... So many people, it was their first time out for the first, like, couple months of shows that you got so much give to be awkward and right as well like like I was I was like killing with sets that I just were not good like just, <laughs> just straight just straight up were not good and I was just like wow you guys are just really here and happy to be like in the world people again for sure yeah. so I got lots of love from the beginning now they hate me <laughs> now, well now I mean that's your me. natural state I, yeah. I loathe love <laughs> you
0: I don't even know how I get through episodes of this show. JK, you're my favorite. You know
1: who's also our favorite? Yeah. W-O-C-C. What? The ladies at WOKE. WOKE stands for Women of Color and Cannabis. And uh, Pat is somebody that I met through a group called Spleef. Shout out to Spleef.
0: Hey, Spleef. What? Just just for the record, um,
1: I am a woman of color with cannabis inside of me. Does that work? Is that the same thing? Yeah, yeah, and then okay, cool. and then I've got cannabis inside of me, so we we're we're almost. And you have been in a woman of color. No, that's not okay. That doesn't
0: it doesn't work that way. Nope, doesn't doesn't. Work I get it wrong. Way. Okay, I'm not doing it right. All right, well, whatever. We'll
1: find a t- we'll find a way to call it back. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's bring our guests on. Uh, hey, Pat, right and low. Whoa, God, Wagstaff, uh, Wagstaff, wag yes, yeah. What
0: up? Love? I love these ladies already. They're my best friends.
1: Um, feel free to take those microphones off. Mute.
0: Yeah, unmute yourselves, ladies.
1: There we go. Hello. 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 Don't
0: even tell me I was just gonna come through here being all fine in the face and everything. I, hey. Stop it. I will not stop it. What's <laughs> up? I celebrate black women as often as possible.
2: Yeah, so, and we totally. celebrate you. Thank you for having us, giving us this space. Uh, Steven, we thank you as well, you know. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, yeah. all yeah.
2: our allies out there. We're, yes,
1: we're each other for different reasons, but thank you so much for coming through. Um, Lo, Pat, just right off the top, tell us a little bit about who you are, what WOKE is, and how you guys got involved. Okay.
3: So um, I'm Pat, I'm Patricia Wright, and I'm the co-founder of Women of Color in Cannabis. More specifically, I'm the community liaison. So I have to pass um, this question on to Shaloma because the pitch is her wheelhouse. Okay. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, no pressure, right, guys? No nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pressure. No, I'm kidding. Right? So my name is Shaloma Wagstaff, right? Um, but as I was telling uh, Stephen that... I'm tired of people butchering it, so I've shortened the Shaloma to Low, the wax staff to just W. You put them together. I it.
3: I'm going to call you low Dub.
2: Right. Hello.
3: Yes.
0: In the oh, look, low low low? they know
2: me as low Dub. you know?
0: Shut <laughs> up. Oh, I love it. Yes. I'm totally well, lying. Her name is so Low, but is
3: she like, likes I to bet. get high. <laughs> Hilarious.
2: Um, yeah, so in... 2017, I started doing these events called Puff and Paint, right? So they were consumption-friendly. I'm not a drinker at all. Like, two drinks in, it's a different Shaloma, right? We're meeting someone else. We don't know who that lady's name is. She's crazy. <laughs> um, but I am an avid smoker. But I was just tired of the scene being so sketchy in New York, right? I'm not trying to smoke in a staircase. I'm not trying to dodge the police. Where right. is there a safe place to really consume, but to do something, Right. Right. So that's why I started doing puff and paint. So, you know, you're smoking, but you're also painting a beautiful mural led by an actual artist because my stick figures are not Mm -hmm. even stick figures. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I was really excited about it, but I knew that there was an industry, right? Cannabis industry, bless you.
3: Thank you. you? No problem.
2: I knew it existed out there. So I started going to cannabis networking events to kind of put myself and my events on the map. And it was a very rude awakening. Um, I thought the image of the cannabis scene would have been very black, minority-based, you know, no girl, no. I know this now, but back then I was a very optimistic, you know, 20-something year old that was like, gosh, we're gonna do this. Um And yeah, it just wasn't a welcoming experience. There weren't a lot of people who looked like me, but if they were, they may not have grown up how I've grown up. Right. So I grew up in East Flatbush, very, you know, Caribbean, but also not the wealthiest, you know, zip code. So having conversations, you know, I was blessed to go to college, but I knew a lot of my counterparts, they don't know what a CD1 receptor is. They don't know the difference, you know, um, between terpenes and, and different consumption methods, and it's like how are we going to educate those people? Mm-hmm. So after going to these consumption, of, not these consumptions, these networking events, I was like, yeah, I would like to create something for people like me, right? Hello, um, church. But I wanted to do. I want. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I just said uh, hello, church.
0: So I was co-signing. Right? Go ahead. Yeah, so um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I knew I wanted to do two things, right? I wanted to create a space for people of color, but I also wanted to put women of color in a position of power.
1: Hey,
2: um, say of that times, one more time, please. Yes, yeah, I will. Rewind. Ah. <laughs> um, I wanted to create a space for people of color, but I also wanted women of color in a position of power, right? So we called it women of color cannabis, not because we're only servicing women of color. We service everyone, you know, we service men, women, gender fluid folks, trans folks, you know, we, we service black communities, brown communities, Asian communities, but it's very important to us that our CFO, CEO, operations lead, sponsor lead will always be female. And that's mm. the name of women of color cannabis, right? Mm. So I, I had this idea, but I was just alone in the world And then I met Pat, Uh, I would say maybe a year after starting my event, so like 2017, so in 2018, I met Pat and I just loved her. I was like, girl, I have this idea and it might be crazy because I wasn't disillusioned. I know there's other social organizations out there that are seeking to help black and brown folks. But for those two reasons I just mentioned, one, really, really wanted to speak to the folks in the hood. I want every drug dealer to go legal, every last one Mm -hmm. of them and that can't happen if we're not speaking their language and they can't follow the conversation. Right. right but I true. also knew that I wanted us to be run by women and some other organizations, they may not have those two things conjointly. Right. But mm-hmm. I wanted women of color to have those two buckets. So I met Pat, I, you know, I kind of like Easter into it. Like, Hey girl, let's just meet up at these events. You know, let me support your business. And then I kind of like dropped this bomb. Like, do you want to take this journey with me? And I feel so fortunate that, um, Since then, Pat has been my partner, and now it's been three years since we've officially had our first in-person event at the Brooklyn Pride Center. We were so fortunate that they opened their homes to us um, because we're not specifically, once again, for the LGBTQI community, though right. we service them. So it was really nice to have them step out of their comfort zone and give us a space as a cannabis organization at the time when cannabis wasn't legal. So, yeah. like, shout outs to them. Um, and that's our story. And and that's how I met Pat and and where we've been. But I'll shut up now and let Pat do her thing. No,
1: that want
2: no. I, I know, um, I'll let you
3: guys talk, but I want you to also talk to them, um, low to everyone about what it is that we do, the educational resources okay. that we actually do provide to individuals, right?
2: Okay. Um, thank you. So we have a lot of offerings because it's not, to us, we think there's like certain populations that need extra help and attention and support, you know, getting into Canvas, Right. So, we recently launched in January of 2020. So, we, we didn't plan for it to be a virtual um, or completely virtual. It is now just because of COVID. But mm-hmm. we have our new program called Canna Careers. So, there's a lot of people who have consumed cannabis, but they want to get into cannabis. But I just want to pop a bubble. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of resources for people who want to be cannabis entrepreneurs, you know, start a business, do a topical line, infusions, right? But we really wasn't seeing resources for people who wanted to be employees, right? And there's nothing wrong with being an employee. So in January 2020, we launched, right? I'm I'm an employee. (laughs) We launched China Careers, right? So that happens on the first Saturday of every month. And they're... One dollar, only because Eventbrite makes us make it a dollar. Uh, if it was up to us, the donation feature would be free, but they do put a minimum for donations. Um, but does happen on the first Saturday of every month. And we literally tackle a different topic. So our first session was working in compliance. And we talk Mm -hmm. from entry-level compliance to, you know, your most, you know, senior position. So your head of compliance, maybe for MSO, which is a a multi-state operator. But we also talk about small compliance, like checking a till. How do you count that money at the end of the day?
0: Can I I, I ask a quick question? So if I'm hearing correctly, you basically walk people through how to start their cannabis business. Pretty much. Yes. Bitch. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm going to connect you and it only no, 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 costs a dollar. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah.
2: Dollar.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna join those.
2: Please, sure. yeah, because yeah. It's like we do Canada careers on the first Saturday. That's for your employees. But then we do Canada sessions on the last Saturday of the month, and that's for your your entrepreneurs. That's how we talk about raising capital. That's how we talk about you know navigating states where it's still illegal, but how you still want to show a presence. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in being an employee or being you know entrepreneur, we have those resources.
0: Yeah, I want to be and a, like a motherfucking boss. Career. That's and what I want to be.
1: And then, yeah. those, thank you. you. So do people get like certifications or whatever that then they can go to one of those employers or like how, do, how does that work? They just kind of use your classes like on a resume
2: or something like that? Yeah. So we're working to get certification, but it's a very tricky process, especially in New York, because, hello, there's so many institutions. Sure. Um, so you really have to partner with, you know, um, an institution if you know. We want it to actually be useful, right? So us trying to start a school as a nonprofit isn't feasible, but us partnering with a local, you -hmm. know, college, whether it's a city college or something like that, that's the route we're taking. So it's not that you're getting um, accreditation, you're getting knowledge and you're getting it for free, right? You're not paying $595 for a compliance course, you know, and we're doing it in two hours and we're doing it on Saturdays. A lot of these classes are forcing people to make the choice of of missing work, of calling out. Right. So it's all going to be Tuesday at 12 p.m., No, it's Saturday at two o'clock. You can go get fucked up on Friday, still wake (laughs) up, drink whatever you got to do, your Gatorade, and still make it to our session Saturday at 2 p.m., Mm -hmm. right? And that was all intentional. But we also have partners for this program, right? So one of our partners is an actual, you know, cannabis staffing agency. So she's getting clients that are sourcing jobs. So you come to our program, you access our resources, we funnel you to her because she's literally looking for a population of black and brown folks who have the education. I love Uh, this. this. Yes, girl. In this program, we also do office hours. So maybe you don't want to join the session. You don't have time. Saturdays are not working for you. That's fine. You can book a 30-minute session with, once again, a cannabis professional, they'll look at your resume and say, what position do you have in mind? Or what do you want to do? And they'll let you know how to reword your resume, what keywords you should be using, wow. what, you know, what pressure points you should you should be highlighting. Because there's so much transferable experience that you have that is needed in cannabis. You don't need mm-hmm. cannabis experience at all. Absolutely, for anything. sure. But Here's
0: for the sure. thing. The interesting thing that you pointed out earlier about... Um, when you went into these spaces and finding it to be predominantly white, we can, we can say it. And yeah. think about this, though, folks here and everybody watching. We know why that is, right? Because they want it to be that way. But why do I say, and I'm not saying they, you know, in some weird, you know, conspiracy theory sense. What I'm saying is uh, it's legal now. Uh-huh. Do, you get what, do you hear what I'm saying? It's legal now. So why would they want us in the door on the legal route? it's, it's more beneficial to have us on the illegal route where we, where we can, they can funnel us into the prison mm-hmm. system. You and know
3: and- so, yeah. we also want to actually look at the fact that when we we started doing this, it was illegal in New York. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were going to these events that were packed where the room had like 200 fucking people in there. And then there was these after parties right outside, right around the corner mm-hmm. Um Right there by Spring Street, where we were able to be out there smoking and like, like it was literally legal in New York. That's the action. But for us, we know that in our community where I'm from, Brownsville, East Flatbush, that shit does not go. Right. Because in that community, that's where everyone's getting fucking arrested. And we are those 400,000 arrests in New York mm-hmm. um, are coming from those communities. And that's why it was really, it's really important for us to make sure that not only are we talking, were we talking about legalization, but that we were also providing the resources and the, just the information that people would need when it became legal in New York. And yeah. we're happy that now it's no longer a, a, a matter of if, right. Mm-hmm. Or when it has happened. And so that, that also leads me into talking about why, what we're doing, what our organization does really, really matters now. Right. Absolutely. Now that shit is legal. Right. So we and can get some of that capital so we can
1: have equity in that, you know,
3: exactly. Right.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Go
0: I ahead. Start so, to,
1: um with the new legalization, with the new legislation that went through, from my look and not having a deep dive into it, it seems like by far the most um, comprehensive in that tax revenues go towards underserved communities that they're they and correct please correct me on this part that they aren't like doing their best to make sure that there is representation of people of color and that they're expunging past weed, right? Okay, so. yes. Yeah. Um, oh, right. All
3: prior, so let, let's be real. So let me be clear about that. It's not all prior marijuana-related convictions. It is okay. actually the full repeal of Penal Code two twenty. Yes. The Mm. full repeal of that. Right. And so with legalization, not only um, does the penal code um, change now, they have to go in and look at and and change the laws as it relates to the Department of Health. Right. They have to go in there and change the laws as it relates to removing children from their moms because, Mm. you know, she smoked. I'm a mother. I'm a mother of four. And when I had my, my youngest, who is now 13 years old, um, when I went into, you know, they tell you to be honest with your doctor. So I told my doctor that I smoke when they ask you if you you consume, I was like, yep, it's the best thing to do. So I told, but after I told her that every time I went to my prenatal appointment, Mm. I got a drug test. Really? Shit, I got a fucking drug test each time,
0: right? Have, that's interesting. I had the opposite. So I was sick. My daughter's 15 now. And when I, when I had her, I had hyperemesis. I literally couldn't keep any food down. I, I lost 35 pounds during that pregnancy. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't eat anything. And, and I had her uh, f- uh, four months early. I had her at 24 weeks. But before all that, the only way I could eat is if I smoked a little bit of weed. Um, And my doctor was like, if that's helping you do it, you know what I mean? So that's, but also I'm in suburbia in Virginia and that's how I grew up. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you know, and I had the great corporate job. Do you get what I'm saying? So that looks different.
3: We're in New York York state, right? We are, um, we're criminalized. It was decriminalized in the seventies, but the arrest um, continued. Mm-hmm. In 2017, mm-hmm. it was what is it? 2019. There was a huge decrim bill. Arrest mm-hmm. continued in New York, right? And so, for me, it is it is the fact that this legalization changes so many things and opens up so many opportunities yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I totally got caught up in the in, in talking about
1: the hey. fucking in talking about going to the yeah. doctor, I Lost
3: my track of thought. <laughs>
1: Can I ask, can I <laughs> yes. so I know a lot of states, because people had arrests because of weed, mm-hmm. when weed was legalized in that state, that was held against them and made it so that they weren't able to participate in the process. Is that something that is absent in New York? Talk about
2: that though. Yeah, so felons can actually participate in the cannabis industry, which, once again, we're really excited about. because wow. That's so about- beautiful. That yes. is so beautiful. Yes. If we're talking about righting the wrongs, you know, and and undoing the harm. That's what I'm talking about happening if marijuana
3: conviction gives you a leg up in the new um
2: exactly. under the As you know what you're
1: talking about i'm
0: right? from a hundred yards out i'm gonna just let y'all know that now so if you need a measurer <laughs> and, a, and a tester, how <laughs> at a bitch because i got you i'm talking about Ica's, okay well no that's a quarter don't play with me that's that's a, a 0.5 less than a gram i'm gonna need you to go ahead and yes. hook that up like don't don't play okay
2: yeah Yes. yes. Um, now, you know what i'm something gonna, else. I wanted no. to share while we're on the topic about yeah, yeah. the MRT being more liberal is um there's also you know written provision for Native communities to also participate in yes the bill. and we know there's a lot of Native communities upstate New York so giving them the opportunity to yes. do so I also thought was a, an exceptional um addition to the bill definitely
0: yes and I have this theory mm-hmm. you guys hear me out I I personally believe that Black women discovered weed. Hear me out, because right. white women were not foraging for herbs and seasons back in the day. So I feel like we were out there <laughs> looking for some rosemary and thyme to put on <laughs> that meat, right? We was out there foraging, right? Like, okay, what, what can I make with these collars? You know what I mean? And we're like, ooh, what's this? Feel me, right? And then we smoked it. Okay. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, I believe that Black women discovered weed. So what you're doing is taking us back to our ancestral
2: roots. I, I appreciate it.
1: <laughs>
3: amen you know someone someone in your chat asked um whether we're working with the city and state for equity permit programs like oakland california in in new york's under the mrta 50 percent of the licenses go to equity applicants and so yes when i when i when i talk about the fact that It is, we fought for legalization. I want to point out that the work is not over, right? Because Mm -hmm. what we have to do is ensure that the bill that we fought so hard for, for the last three years, where we thought it was going to be legal. And then last year, they tried to give us some watered down version of it without without expungement. We didn't accept that. We fought for that, right? And- what I want to make sure is that we're fighting to make sure that whoever gets on these commissions on these boards are also going to be centering social equity. So mm-hmm. Can so we back them up over. a little
2: bit? Let's back them up. So they know what we're talking about, right? So mm-hmm. in this bill, some there's going to create two things, right? A cannabis commission and then a cannabis advisory board. Oh, word, okay. Not yes! Honest, but I believe the cannabis commission will be comprised of like, senators, whereas the advisory board will be composed of like civilians, right? Regular people, me and you, right? Um, And that's what Pat's talking about. We need to make sure if these commissions are going to build out the licensing process, the application, Mm -hmm. how much it costs for the licenses, and even to um, Stephen's point, where that 40% allocation of revenue, if they're deciding that, we need to make sure the folks on both the cannabis advisory Mm -hmm. and, you know, the commission are doing what they say the what the bill says to do, but also, like Pat says, centers social equity, right? So we need to be involved and, and really everyone in New York, and, and if you're interested in cannabis on the selection process, how will they be going about choosing um, not only the people on the commission, the advisory board, and there's even a social equity officer as well, and making sure that those three, those three different you know, um intentions or oversight are actually people who have our better interests at okay, heart. Sure. So when we say the work isn't over, it's like, yeah, you 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 have a really nice bill, but we actually have to make sure the that's bill perfect. is functioning perfect. as intended. Okay. So that's, that's where perfect. we're like redirecting our our energies now because we hate to have like Pat said, fought for this bill. And then we see a bunch of people who sit on the alcohol committee sitting on the cannabis committee, because obviously that'd be a conflict of interest. Right. You don't want any senators who voted, you know, anti-cannabis, sitting on, you know, that doesn't make sense as well. So we really want to make sure that these placements, not only of senators, but of the the people in the public, that they're not people in the public who have ties to, you know, big cannabis, because there are big cannabis companies. You know, we want to make sure that they don't have their own personal motivations, and that it's people from the communities who care about the communities, um, making sure that the MRTA actually does what we hope it does.
0: So how do we keep big cannabis out of gumming up the works because it seems like anytime we make any advancement in any area yeah. then mon- the money comes in Obviously, of course right and then yeah. and then corporations get involved and now the corporations interests are what we're, are what uh, laws are made for as opposed to the people so how do we keep that out of this cannabis conversation is that even possible
3: I love that this is a platform where we get to be fucking real. Um, oh, 100%. Clear. Oh, all the way clear. real. Yeah, and all the way real. I'm going to be real with you. It's um, You got to keep your eye um, on the prize, right? And the prize is an equitable, n- legal New York space. And what that means is, um, I'm going to say it. sometimes the people that are supposed to be looking out for our best interests are looking to line their own pockets. And so how do we ensure that big um, cannabis or big pharma doesn't take over? We... Reach out to the legislators, to our elected officials in our communities in New York by le- and letting them know that whoever they appoint to these boards need to center social equity. Go to your community board meetings. Those things are very, very important because in our community, your community board meetings is where you're going to find out where individuals stand when it comes to zoning. You don't want them to not allow ca- zoning of candidates businesses in new york right what we're looking for is the ability to because the mrta calls for social consumption lounges that's oh gonna, yes that's gonna be nice in new york right
0: i want to talk to you ladies about something real real fast yes. we have um coming up in june there's a wonderful yes you know we're steven and i are both comedians right so there's this wonderful fantastic Comedian, veteran, amazing, just incredible human. Her name is Joanna Briley. And uh two years ago, she started the Black Women in Comedy Festival for the same reasons that okay. you guys started Woke, right? Because there, there just isn't a space for black women in comedy. There's not. You know, first there's the stigma of generally women aren't funny. And then there's the stigma of black women are ghetto, right? So we, you know. Kind of trying to insert ourselves into comedy is difficult. So Joanna created the Black Women in Comedy Festival right in New York and Brooklyn. It was a huge success, right? I was one of the headliners, incredible, one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Healing for the soul, all of those things. I am going to connect you guys because you need to do an event for this um, upcoming festival. I will be there. It's during it's during the June, the weekend of Juneteenth. How apropos. And you you guys need to be a part of this. So wow. I'm gonna yeah. And we're going to make it happen. So I'm just going to send an email once we get off of here to Joanna and include you guys. And you guys are going to come out. We're going to do some sort of event. We are going to murder that shit. And it's yes. going to be, yeah, I'm going to
1: be high the whole time. Hold on, let me
3: do it with my braids. <laughs> oh, yes, bitch, yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Uh, so,
1: thank you. We were also talking earlier about, um, this is, these are the guys that we're talking about doing a show with on a monthly basis, potentially. Yeah, um, this is the group. Oh,
3: yeah. hell. I will make,
1: look, okay.
0: Cause Stephen was asking me, You do you think, you know, how, cause I live in DC, you know, how reasonable would it be for you to come down every month? Is these months? F- yes. Okay. I will be, don't even try,
3: I will cancel shit to come party with these okay, bitches. Okay, so. Yeah. we going to um, do that confession this is this is not um cab the cab confessions this is a confession on zoom <laughs> steven we'll call I it camera told, confessions cam oh that's what it's called it's got a name camera yeah. confessions um, yeah. i had not broken this great news to shaloma yet so you oh, guys no. <laughs> oh, so, you guys are telling her okay
0: <laughs> our bad look no, patricia no don't you don't you know you don't tell white people nothing? They're going to snitch. It was you, Frankie. It wasn't even think, him. I didn't know. It was, was, me. It was know. me. It was me. Uh, I like to blame Stephen for my shortcomings. It's my personal reparations. So why I'm here, baby. It's I know. I'm Thank you, Boo.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: So tell, well, her, I'm tell excited. her. I love to laugh, and I think I'm quite funny. So, you know, not to say I'd ever get on stage, but, you yeah, know, but, I would
1: love a yeah, comedy show. You could do some shit where, and where we're talking about some of this activism stuff where that people need to be contacting who they need to be contacting. Yeah. Like anytime that we get a bunch of people in a place, if they just share some shit on Instagram, whatever it is, we can also have it be a promotional thing where we're also getting people to be active in the legislative process. Yeah. I'm so here for it. Because that's Um, the
2: most important thing. And like, to be honest, we know Black people aren't that politically historically I shall say we're we're changing
0: that we're changing when I say we I'm talking about specifically the people on the zoom folks why we are changing that that is historically accurate but fuck that that is not our future okay so we have the we hold the power and we're going to wield it and use it it to change this bullshit and
2: and one thing I want to give Pat lots of credit for is that she did a really good job getting all that information who are the legislators? Where are their stance on cannabis? Like, how do they feel? Where did they vote last year? So that we know okay. the people who voted no, you know, and, sure. and that they needed special attention this year so that they could vote yes. Um, and we were able to push all that information, you know, through our Instagram and on our other channels, on social media channels, because it's all about, like you said, holding that power and using it. Yeah. Calling them, sending yeah. them emails, you know, yeah. letting them know how we feel and then holding them accountable. Holding If they don't or if they do.
1: Mm-hmm. Church. are hmm Church oh, already connected with Hawk and Shavana Newsom.
2: Can you keep that name?
0: Hawk and Shavana Newsom from BLM of Greater New York. No. No. Oh. We'll have to connect. We gotta do better. Those are our best friends. They <laughs> oh, love
3: wow. us. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, we gotta do better. <laughs> so yeah, we, we should definitely with we, we uh the podcast has turned us, it turned into us like just networking and finding all such cool. Yeah. Cool and I connections. Do. Yeah. And I you defi- I do. They do. work
0: a lot with like educating the black and brown community. You know what yeah. I mean? With <laughs> And this is an area where people could save themselves a lot of, of heartache, just having yeah. the information, you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Just having that information. And I'm sure they would love to facilitate something. Hilariously, I was going to say that after I, I was talking about the Black and Comedy
3: Festival than weed and i forgot
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
2: wait we're sitting
3: here talking about weed i know that one of the things that steve and i were talking about is that i would um so i do cannabis infused um mocktails and cocktails outside of woke the best on the
2: market no, I know,
0: Patricia, I, I will not marry you.
3: Can you just stop it? I That's okay. I
0: am already married. Thank you very much. <laughs> How am I? But I'm, I'm okay. low-key
3: willing to divorce my husband
1: and gay marry you. That's amazing. <laughs> Don't worry
3: about it. You ain't even got to do that. Keep him. They come with a pension, girl.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Pat, if you're like singing <laughs> a cocktail. Like if, if, if you had to make one cocktail, what would it be? So um, for me...
3: I would make so I, I do tea based. Everything starts with a loose tea. And okay. my favorite tea is um, hibiscus, right? And I'm from mm. Jamaica. So sorrel, girl, sorrel, right? So I start with the sorrel. I brew that, I make it. And then my favorite mocktail would be that I could use the sorrel to make a sangria. And mm. I call it my Jamaica Me Crazy Sangria. So I have the sorrel, I add, um, you know, some diced up orange your, yeah your, awesome. your green yeah. apple and some red apple i love fuji it's like literally my favorite apple right so that and my preference is really not to add any alcohol at all to it you don't have to because sure. we're gonna um infuse that with some cannabis tincture yeah so that's what makes it your can your jamaica me crazy sangria so that's definitely what i would be bringing to the table Somebody in the comments called
0: it bu- a bud tender. I love that, like a yes, yeah, yes, a bud tender, like a bartender, but a bud tender. I, I, I'm that's my new favorite thing. <laughs> I'm here for
3: it. Okay, yes. 100%. yeah,
0: hundred
1: um, percent. Yeah, and I was so there's this other spot down the street, and it's like, oh shoot, the the girl's name is Coos, but a, a Keter Cafe, mm-hmm. but they um they run a catering company outside of their house. Shout out to them; they're so phenomenal. But it's just like the best soul food ever, but also you can just call the joint and just be like, uh, they're like, literally will make anything that you want. And I was like, come on, like, you make like lasagna? She's like, I'll go out and make lasagna right now. I was like, no, 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 no. But they infuse everything when asked. And so- um, That's so beautiful. I've been talking to her about trying to put some like catering together. You guys listening to this podcast are watching the best event ever get planned.
0: Oh no! You, they don't. They don't even understand. Because on top of all of the delicious libations and the the, the eats, there's going to be phenomenal comics. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah.
0: we're Stephen and I are tapped into some of the best comics that like, in the country. You know what I mean? And and. <laughs> It's just going to be stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious, because I'm a winner. No, not a loser. To be an Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: All right. I digress. I digress. Um, one thing that we always want to ask is how do people, uh, whether they're in New York or whether they're elsewhere, um, if in New York, how can people get involved with y'all?
2: Mm-hmm so they can follow us on instagram right um that's underscore w-o-c-c so that's underscore w-o-c-c they can visit our website which is w-o-c-c dot world because it's like welcome to woke world baby you feel me i love it i i love it. it. I like I that. Love that <laughs> that's woke
0: i love that so yes. much
2: So that's how we pronounce it, because it's like, rock isn't isn't catchy, but woke, you know. Woke, yeah,
0: yeah, I love it, I love it.
2: Um, We also have a LinkedIn, also Women of Color and Cannabis. We have a Facebook, also um, W-O-C-C, I think no underscore for that one, and um, that's about it. You can join our email group so that you get updates on our events. We also highlight events happening not only in New York, but nationwide as well, because we do have followers that aren't New York based and we want to be able to give them information, Mm -hmm. um, useful information and vetted information. Um, Something we also try and hold ourselves to is when we have these sessions, there's always a minority speaker. Like our speaker has to be a minority because no offense, the, the advice you can get from someone else May not be how I'm going to be received as a black woman, right? Right,
0: a hundred percent, yeah.
2: And we want to make sure that it's it's valuable advice and it's thoughtful advice. So that's something that's very very important to us. Um,
1: So if you join these
2: sessions, yeah.
1: So when you guys are doing stuff in other, how many other cities are you operating? I didn't realize that you guys were outside. No one's doing things.
3: She means we list information for other um or orgs nationally. We're only in New York. Um, we, have, we definitely have a national and an international um, reach, but we're we're a Brooklyn, New York-based organization, and okay. everything happens out of um, Brooklyn. Do you plan
0: to
2: expand? Um, we do, and we get okay. asked this question a lot. Um, she plans taken to expand. The- she plans
3: to expand. I, let's listen. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Like lately, she's—I'm going to say it. Lately, she's been like, you know, we plan to, but I want to. Let me tell you what she said in the beginning. Okay, we are going to be a national organization. We're going to have chapters all over. And here's what home. I said. Here's what I said. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I just want to focus on New York, right? But. <laughs> You're going but to be yes, global.
0: You're going, you're going to be global. Ultimately. This is going to, yeah, yeah, it, it will be. That's
2: the plan. That's the plan. But one thing I do want to say and why I'm so you know appreciative and, and grateful for this opportunity is we're a nonprofit. Like legally, we are a 501c3. And that was very important to us for two reasons. One we we're donation based this is love for us so if someone wants to support us in this mission yes you're going to take a financial hit in the front end but it's a tax write off we want you to yeah. get that money back you yeah. know we w- we don't want you to have to make a choice of supporting our cause sure. or like not being able to you can get it back right but we also want to demonstrate to the community that we're not in it for the money. Not me, not Pat and not our other two volunteers that help us because it's not, it's not what we're here for. Right. So the big problem is a lot of these, you know, accelerator programs, a lot of these pitch competitions, you guys see a lot of these funding opportunities, a lot of these, you know, celebrity grants, they're not for nonprofits. Therefore, you know, they're for profit businesses right but we're not generating a for profit we are a non for profit so everything is going into our services right so we're not eligible for a lot of the funding so just having the visibility like you guys seeking out not for profits really touches my heart because it's oh, like oh yeah you see the opportunity and if you feel so moved donate to us please and if you yeah. want education we have it and it's for free um But having the opportunity to even have the conversation is is amazing because a lot of times we don't get in the door because we're a not-for-profit, but we're not willing to take that risk and become, not even that risk. We don't want to be a for-profit business. We know why we're here. We know who we serve um, and we're going to stick to our guns and it's going to take us as long as it takes us to grow because- we are going to to grow. This
0: is going to grow. It's going to be global. And I'm talking about, I see this growing to the point where- Cannabis companies need woke certifications, you know what I mean? To ensure that their hiring practices. Yes. Yeah, seriously, I'm speaking that out into existence. It's going to be, that's going to happen and make sure their hiring practices are equitable, all of those kind of things. You'll need to get that. What, but are you woke certified? What? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you're going to need to get that before we'll even do
1: business with you. Like I see this going there. Mm hmm. Lo, well, it is inspiring to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank just, you. Hey, you got an infectious energy about you, and absolutely, uh, we, we want to do whatever we can to help you, help you guys win. Um, I
2: sincerely appreciate that.
1: And also, on top of everything, <coughs> we do have the comedy show. So everybody, they, consider this also the promotion for the for the upcoming show. comedy show. Yes, yeah. so we can do
0: for the show. We can even do all women of color. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure, I easy peasy, lemon squeezy. What are your final thoughts? Can we get some final thoughts from you guys?
3: Just kind okay. of, what, what do you want to leave people with, Pat? So for me, um, before we go, I definitely why I want to be on here. I wanted to talk about the clean slate campaign, which is what we are currently working on. Yes, we got expungement in the um in with marijuana legalization. We got expungement of marijuana convictions. What we did not get, though, and what the clean slate offers, is expungement of all convictions. Um, it doesn't matter what you are arrested for all convictions after you have served your sentence, right? So all misdemeanor convictions after you have served your sentence and, um, five years have passed and you've not been in any trouble, not gotten in any other convictions. Your records are automatically expunged. No paperwork. Yeah. Seven years after you have finished your federal conviction, your And all of the time has passed, right? Seven years after the time has passed, you've not gotten um, arrested for anything else, no other convictions. Your federal conviction is automatically expunged. No fucking paperwork, right? Yeah. And there are some carve-outs, and that's for jobs that you're going to be applying for because you want to be the popo. I, that's not me. You definitely need to check the record if you're going to be applying for that. I'd like to know if you've been convicted of something. But Clean Slate Campaign um, automatically expunges the record. And what I would like to say is please support the Clean Slate Campaign by going to cleanslate.org and um, signing up to support them. There is going to be a hearing before the Code Committee on Thursday, May 6th. There is another um, advocacy day coming up on May 18th. Please york dot org. Check them out. Um, sign up. Be a part of ensuring that two point million New Yorkers who are our families, friends, and neighbors mm-hmm. are no longer um, suffering from perpetual um, imprisonment. And yeah, that's that's it. a that's in <laughs> that needs to happen across the country.
0: Like that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Because people come and, and a lot of people that are so that are, are too far removed to have any sense of understanding of that. Well, I don't understand. Just get your life together. Serve so your time. come out. doesn't work like that because you try to get a job. No one will hire you. You try to get, you know, a partner. No one wants to date you. And, and so you have to perpetuate the behavior that got you locked up, selling drugs, robbing, whatever it was that you did to make money. You have to continue to do that. Well, no, you don't. You could just work at McDonald's doesn't work like that. Even at McDonald's, they will do a background check, boo. You know what I mean? So this is a beautiful thing. This is a chance for people to have a real life, to really be
3: rehabilitated. There are 48,000, not 4,800, 48,000 barriers when you have a conviction record. Damn.
1: 48,000. When I first
3: heard that number, I thought it was a fucking mistake. No. Yeah, I It was a mistake. And so um, please support this because for us, even if your marijuana um, conviction was expunged and you have another conviction on your record, that is a barrier for you yeah. to enter the cannabis industry. And we cannot allow any barriers to stand, especially right. when you've already done your time.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's a beautiful. Thank you guys so
3: much. You better shut your face, Pat. We're going to have okay. you back and back and back and back. Oh, no. Okay. What you're going to be having is... Yeah, right. right. Oh, you right. Over right. Over- right there? Yo, no. So this is the blueberry hibiscus lemonade. I've been over here it's sipping on it, lemonade. and I'm like feeling it. I'm feeling the effects of the... the I, there's like 20 milligrams in here, right? And I'm starting <laughs> to feel the effects. So I was like, don't sip anymore. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it.
3: Lo, Shaloma. Yes.
2: Talk to us. What final thoughts do you want to leave the people with? Support us. Let your black and brown folks know that this is the reparations that we deserve because we're going to make it that right. Mm-hmm. If it's a billion dollar industry in states, yeah. just states alone. Yep. What are we doing? Yep. There are no impediments. We nope. have the information for you. It's a dollar. It's literally a dollar. We have some free resources, so Cana Careers is completely free. You can access love all the, the the videos. We have PDF downloadables of uh, resume keywords. We have, you know, like I said, resume uh, office hours. We're going to launch our program for returning citizens in September called Uncaged. We're giving out metro love, cards, it. love job it. interviews. We're getting free grooming services. We're getting donated business attire. Like we have so much in the pipeline let people know. If you know anyone who has a conviction, please, like Pat said, reach out, make sure that you're participating in Clean Slate. Like Frankie said, we need to make it a federal thing. So let's yeah. make it happen in New York and spread it worldwide. Yeah, That's it. Thank you for your support. Love it. Done.
1: Love oh. it. Steven, what are your final thoughts? Um, I'm so excited to work with you guys, because everything that you said- uh, Frankie's like, he has no words. <laughs> we would love to be a part of it. Yo, I, you guys, I also did a little bit of smoking through, through this, but we just, um, we're so happy to be able to support the work that y'all are doing. Yeah. It's very, very important. And so in any way, shape or form that we can do so, uh, we're happy to jump on it. Thank you so
3: much. Thank you guys so much for um, really for this time. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're going
0: to have, you're not, you're not feeling
3: us. We're going to have you back and back. Weed is, what
0: is literally one of Stephen and I's favorite thing. Like, weed is like our best friend. It's our support system. It's our comfort. You know what I mean? It's, that's the homie. So, yeah. yeah and then, I'm
3: here for it. Can you imagine, yeah. Frankie, when you're in New York and you get to have some of this shit and I'm already, I already know yeah. how it's going down. So, yes, we need to get you linked
0: up with Black Women in Comedy Festival. You guys need to be there. We will yeah, be in yeah. active presence that whole weekend, so I am over the moon. Stephen, good fucking job finding these young ladies. Uh-huh. Good yeah. fucking job. Oh wait, yeah. Pretty. yeah,
1: like and share the podcast. Everybody. Bam, oh. killed it. Like yes. and share the podcast. No, no, no. Episode twenty-four, nonprofits. I'm Stephen Campbell. I'm Frankie French. Thank you, uh, Jared, and Comedy
0: Hub. All you folks on Twitch, we love you guys so much. Follow woke, WOCC, yeah. and we'll be back next Tuesday.
2: All
0: right, love oh, hi guys. guys! Hi, that was so good! Oh my god!